What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, we have a great guest segment for you guys today. Your hosts this week are The Mouth and J-Lo Fantastic. Oh, man, we have Mariev Harrington coming on the show today from Disney Channel's Big City Greens, and she plays Tilly, so it's going to be fantastic to talk to her today. Oh, yeah, recently nominated for a Daytime Emmy for that role, and I... This woman has been voice acting in cartoons since she was 10. Mm. 10. That's pretty impressive. It really is. I mean, talk about an early start, right? Seriously, seriously. So much to talk to her about, though. She sings. She does jazz. She writes sitcoms with her husband. I mean, all kinds of fun stuff. We're going to get into it. She should be a really fun interview. Yep. Here she is. Hey, Mary Ev. How are you? Hi, Dustin. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Doing well. It's myself and Logan today you're going to be talking to. Hi. How you doing? Sounds good. Hey, Logan. Well, first of all, officially, welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. So we're really excited to talk to you. I mean, doing our research and doing all the information, you are extremely well-rounded. You have do a lot of stuff for a while now, so this is going to be fun. Definitely. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I can't wait to get into it. Absolutely. We get a little crazy. We should warn you. That's why it is inside the Crazy Ant Farm, so you know. That's the thing. It's in your branding. If we didn't get Absolutely. a little crazy, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I'm pretty sure you're prepared for this since you're known as the performing monkey. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you know, whatever you need me to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And uh, like I Thank said, you. how we normally like to start off is we have a lot of listeners who are trying to get into the industry and trying to and trying to follow along the same path as a lot of the guests that we interview. So we always like to start off with how did you get into the industry? Is it something that you always wanted to do? But I mean, since you started at nine, I'm guessing you knew pretty early on it was something that you wanted. to Yeah, do. yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty early. I was. Um, I did a school play. There was like a Christmas pageant that was not your typical Christmas pageant, you know, just where, like, everybody's vying to get the role of Mary or Jesus or whatever. Like, it was this really hip kind of cool musical, and um, I did that show, and it was just sort of like, <gasps> I came alive, so I, um, and yeah, there was, it was a lead role, and I was, I had a, many kind of solos as well, so it wasn't just acting, it was singing too, and I said to my dad, you know, I I love to do this, so instead of enrolling me in um, an acting camp, as most parents would, ever the capitalist, he was like, well, let's get her an agent, so <laughs> um, he did. He did some research, you know, I at the time was not doing the research because I was a child, right. and, um, and uh, funny enough, I am still with that agent in Toronto all these years later. Oh, wow. Wow. She is like, you know, my showbiz mom, 20 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, then I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm guessing with, with the amount of work that we've seen that you've done, I mean, he's pretty good at his job. It makes yeah. sense, right? Oh, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I moved out to uh, L.A. 11 years ago now already. Yeah, wow. Oh, fantastic. Wow. So let's talk about that a little bit. You were born in Ontario, correct? Yes, I so, was born outside, yeah, in Toronto. Oh, fantastic. So, now you started the career in Canada. So, what, what was that like? I mean, uh, because I, for a lot of the listeners who aren't familiar, they, I mean, they do have a huge film and television industry in Canada. Um, they do, yeah, but it's busy, but it's not LA-level busy. So, when I started out, I started out the way that everybody does, with commercials. Mm -hmm. So, I did um, some Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials. I did Canadian Tire, which is basically like our Home Depot. Um, in Canada, uh, so I did that, um, and then, you know, some film and TV, uh, and TV roles, then I kind of accidentally fell into voiceover, um, 
my agent because here's the here's the big difference is because the market is so much smaller in Toronto than it is in LA. In Toronto, you have one agent who effectively she acts like a manager. Right. She'll handle you for commercials, for TV, for film, for stage, for hosting, for voiceover, for everything. Versus in LA, you have a separate agent and oftentimes a separate agency for each of those sort of branches of your career. Right. So, um, so yeah, I am, um, when I got to LA, sorry, what was the question? You were like, what's the, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just that you had started <laughs> in Canada. Like that's good though. That, I, I mean, because that's the kind of stuff that we like to put out there, the differences of, and why you made the move to LA. Right. So with, mm-hmm. knowing that, know, knowing that you may have to have numerous people involved in the camp when you, when you make the move to LA, what sparked that? What is, it's just something you wanted to get into the bigger pond. You wanted more opportunity or what made the move? Yeah. To LA? Yeah. It's funny. As soon as I like, I got into the business, I can't really explain it. I just always knew I was going to live in LA. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was, uh, the first summer after college. And I was like, I'm going to sign up for, it was this camp. It was pretty awful. I'll tell you what it was like, I'm, but it was kind of a scam. But the point is that, like, it got me in L.A. for the first time. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was getting really good feedback. And there was this, there was an agent panel at the end of, like, the little two-week camp type mm-hmm. thing. And um, I got a couple calls, and one of them wanted to meet right away. And um, that agent said, like, so I got back, say, August 10th in, um, in Toronto after the camp. And he said, oh, you're you're in LA, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, um, (laughs) I'm just wrapping up a couple projects, but, um, okay, well, when are you back in LA? And I go, uh, at 10 days? She goes, great. We'll see you on the 22nd at four o'clock. And, and so I just decided in that time to pack up my life. I had had such a great time in LA. I loved it that the actors there were extremely sort of business minded, which at the time wasn't my experience. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that that things change all the time, um, and depending on what sort of community you're you're in in Toronto. But I, I really, really liked that people were commercially minded. They wanted to make a living at this. It wasn't just about doing fringe theater, right? So, um, so I picked up and I thought, I'm going to work this out. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get my work papers, and and uh, it did work. It did work out. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but it was a huge. It was a huge leap of faith, though. But in this industry, you have to take that leap of faith, yeah. I, I, especially if you're going out there. But, you know, you brought up a valid point, and I, and I think a lot of people need to understand this, that when you go out to L.A., and we've experienced this ourselves. We're getting ready to make the move out there next month ourselves. Um, it oh, is wow. very professionally oriented. Like, everybody yeah. out there is doing it because they want to do it, and they want to make it a career, not a hobby. I think that's a great point that you bring up. Um, that's important to know, yeah. I think, for people going out there because you have to understand your competition level out there. Everybody wants it as bad as you do, so you better be ready to go into that knowing that. Yeah, it's almost like they have to realize yeah. it's like a lifestyle. You have to; it has to engulf your life for you to be successful. You have to make it happen. It's true, it's true, and you know, I think there is there is a certain sort of negative connotation about that mm-hmm. of like, oh, being obsessed with your career. Except that here's the thing: you have to be on some level. It's true. Because you you can have the best agents and managers in the business, but ultimately they only make ten percent. You're you're making ninety. Your efforts have to be on par with that. Um, 
and you're the one driving the ship at the end of the day. I will say, if you have um, you know listeners from other markets who are not in um, L.A., New York, one of the major markets, who are thinking of moving to a major market, um, I think it sounds really sort of exciting and wonderful, and it is, but it's also really tough. And I would say, don't rush to get out here because like, these cities will always be here, and you want to make sure that you're really, really um, equipped before you come out. So, um, for instance, in those 10 days after I said, oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, I live in L.A., I sure do, I'll be there for that agent meeting on August 22nd, Um, one of the things that I noticed that I didn't have, uh, I wanted an animation agent once I I got to L.A., Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to have, you know, an on-camera agent, of course, I had interest from that agent already, but... I had to get those demo reels together. Yeah, absolutely. You know? right. So it's like until you have, until you have that footage of you, in it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a network show. Obviously, if you're coming from a small town, like nobody's expecting you to have that footage. But perhaps a student film, perhaps something that you produce yourself, which is increasingly easy to do. Those are kind of nice ducks to have in a row before you get there. And also, like, doing your research as to what a voiceover demo sounds like. Or if you're a writer and you're coming out to write, making sure you have some samples um, come by the time you land, you know, boots on the ground, that you, would, that you have a couple samples an agent can look at. Because it is a tough city and you want to make sure you have, you kind of hit the ground running. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. And I, you bring up another great point. It's getting easier and easier to produce your own content in exactly. the age of the iPhone. And, I mean, you can shoot mm-hmm. top-notch video on the iPhone. Exactly. Like, boom. And basically your own distribution with YouTube. So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I like the fact, though, that you, that you mentioned, though, to have it all stacked because a lot of people go out there raw and they, and they just aren't aware of what they're getting into. Yeah. So that, that's great advice for people listening. And we do, by the way, uh, have a lot of people outside <laughs> in, in the smaller areas. Areas, plus overseas, London and Australia. We've got a lot of listeners everywhere, so that's great advice for people that are thinking about making the jump. Yeah, especially. Yeah, there's, there's really no rush. It's like, you know, do your, do your, as much as you can, training wherever you are. And now with the internet, it's so amazing. You can take, you can listen to all the greats speak about their craft mm-hmm. online. Do I, I personally am obsessed with the master classes, but I don't know if it's coming up in like your Facebook feed every couple yeah. hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Those are oh, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> You can do all kinds of online stuff, get involved in improv wherever mm-hmm. you are in the country. <laughs> Basically, there's some manner of improv. Um, and yeah, and producing your, your stuff and putting it out there because there's no better learning experience than just doing it. Absolutely. Perfectly said. Now, let's let's talk about the move to L.A. because you, you kind of jumped right in and it looks like you've had a lot of work in both in front of the camera and voiceover. Uh, is there one that you prefer? And we should mention How I Met Your Mother, Good Luck Charlie, a, a lot of roles. Disney seems to be a really good safe land, uh, landing place for you. It looks like you've had <laughs> a lot of success at, uh, at Disney and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But do you have one or the other that you prefer? Do you like to be in front of the camera or do you like doing the, the voiceover work or what? You know, there's nothing quite like the thrill of doing um, a multi-camera comedy, and um, so that's where you have like a live audience, and it's basically it's, it's basically um, you shoot a play 
you know, you spend all week kind of doing that episode, blocking it out, rehearsing it like a play, and then on Friday night, uh, usually it might be another night of the week, but oftentimes it's Friday night, you you shoot it in front of a live studio audience, and they laugh, and I love the immediacy of that, of they tell you if the joke is working, yeah. and they <laughs> laugh less if it's not working, and then you might get a rewrite on the fly. Like, that is pretty darn thrilling. Yeah, yeah I can um, imagine. How, <laughs> Yeah. Um, however, you know, I I love animation as well, and especially because you can, um, I love the fact that you can slip into characters that aren't a five foot two redhead, you know, like I can do an old lady or a little boy or a little girl. Like, I love that you can transform instantly into all kinds of different people and different creatures. So they all present um, different challenges and are rewarding in different ways. Oh, absolutely. It's got to be so much fun to be able to do that, to, to play all these different characters mm-hmm. like that. And I, I would assume that that helps with the the work level, too, because you bring up a really good point. I mean, you know, unless they're specifically looking for someone who's five foot two and a redhead, I mean, the, the, the voiceover work gives you so many more options to be able to approach. Right. So yeah, that, absolutely. And, 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 you know, that that's the thing is that um, hopefully if you're in the voiceover world and you have you've got a range yes you're going to have so many more um opportunities for audition just because you're you're not constrained it's not just that my type isn't constrained but also um scheduling wise like you can only be a series regular on one show at a time on camera but you can be a series regular on like five animated series at once it doesn't matter exactly. you know it's like they can they can schedule it in now less and less you're um recording with the whole cast mm-hmm. so it's really just comes down to scheduling you know a couple hours a week to go in and do a show so you can be doing a handful of shows at once no that's right. fantastic um, that's i mean yeah and now have you run across because i know we've had a couple of voice actors on in the past who said sometimes they even just record straight from their house and yeah. send it send the digital file to <laughs> wherever they're supposed to i got to imagine yeah the 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 range of availability and scheduling it the the liberty that it gives you to be able to do so many different things that's got to be amazing yeah it's it's definitely i mean that's less so for animation mm-hmm. um in my experience um that will happen for uh commercials so i have i have a little uh recording booth i also have like a tape room in mm-hmm. my house i have both i technically never leave, need to leave my house <laughs> um, <laughs> there you go but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm able to not only record my auditions, but in fact have like the client on the line, no. um, you know, basically almost kind of like over the phone. They, were, yeah. they can listen in um, and direct and yeah, I just um, shoot that file over or there's this thing called Source Connect where you're recording on your end and they're recording on their end at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. No, but I still like to go in. There's something really nice about being directed in person mm-hmm. and because most of communication is done non-verbally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even just being able to, to look through the glass right. and see somebody's reaction to the way that you're saying something, you know, uh, I think it's helpful. You can just pick up on more cues that way. Oh, right. Absolutely. Always helps to be able to see what they're thinking because, you know, I mean, sometimes you uh-huh. can't tell on the phone, you know? Yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, it, it's one of those tricky, it may sound like they liked it, but then not. Uh, yeah, you're you like, know. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and I gotta and I gotta tell you, I'm curious, what's the audition process like for animation? Do you get a picture of the character you're gonna play and then do you come up with certain voices, certain characteristics for it? What's that like? 
Well, so sometimes in the best case scenario, yes, you would get um, you would get uh, a drawing or at least um, initial concept art, mm-hmm. um, either one picture or sometimes they'll even have. Oh, there's a name for this, and I'm I'm blanking on it. Where they they have all the different expressions. So what this character looks like when they're excited. Okay. Looks like when they're yeah. sad. And it kind of gives you like a sense. Mm, okay, this is the vibe of the character. Right. This is how extreme their emotions get. Because you know, if you've got a character that they're excited versus sad versus happy face, doesn't look terribly different. Mm-hmm. You're not going to give them, if they're a rather sedate character, you're not going to give them a voice that's like, whoa, so excited, and then, you know, huge extremes. It right. doesn't make sense. Um, so, yes, hopefully, for me, yeah, the picture's really, really helpful. And then it's just good old text analysis. Same same stuff that you would do um, on camera. It just make sense of the scene. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the additional challenges, though, that uh, you have to convey um, the scene through only one channel, not your face, not mm-hmm. like your gestures, any of that, right. only through your through your voice. So right. if your character is coming in from a run mm-hmm. at the top of the scene and says like, hey, how are you? It's like, it's not just going to be, hey, how are you? It'll be, hey, hey. how are you? Right, right. Yeah. And you have to create a sense of, the whole picture, all of the life, where they just came from, the same you would on camera. Mm-hmm. It's just you've got to make sure that it's um, you're expressing it through that the vocal channel. Absolutely. Now, do you do a lot of physicality when you're recording the voices? I, I <laughs> oh, would yeah, imagine so. It, right? It'd be hard not to. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, there's I think no that's way. My first animated series, and I was like not moving at all, and it was an action spy show, and I'm going like, <laughs> what the heck was I? doing yeah i like i used to get all dressed up to to go to the studio and i remember like one of my first recording sessions this is my first series i was 18 when i booked it mm-hmm. and i was um it was my first week of college as well so i like went to college four days a week and then i would do this series called delilah and julius like one afternoon a week and i i remember going in and like not not a super short dress but like really was not voiceover friendly like moving like this is another right. thing that you start to learn in this career there are certain fabrics that you can <laughs> and can't wear so like i have like my voiceover wardrobe and then my on-camera wardrobe and some of those pieces cross over and but not all of them oh um, didn't even think about that <laughs> denim will make will make noise you'll have like certain um like blouses you'll get like a sh- sh- sound when you're um when you're moving around and you don't want to be unable to move around right right you know because it's just it's all energy um again that i think you have to be even more precise and like more energetic um again because you're only communicating through one channel right i this is why i love interviews like this. yeah to, to get the information they're so the enlightening process, enlightening. yeah that goes into it who would have ever thought that when you go in you have to worry about what you're wearing exactly like that's a, that's an amazing like thing this to, is the dress code yeah <laughs> So that's- I know, and and you keep learning the the longer you're in this business. So the other day we were um, uh, we had a session, and this and the engineer. And keep in mind, I've been in this business for over twenty years. It was like, oh yeah, what's that sound? Yeah, that's your water bottle. Those those metal water bottles are great, but sometimes they can create an echo in the room. He's like, put the lid wow. on because it'll the sound will bounce back. Wow. In the water in the water bottle, it's like, oh my god, who knew? 
right? Yeah, you know? yeah that's wow. It, the, <sighs> the, the stuff that goes into it that that's amazing. And we should say now, like you said, you've been doing it for twenty years, and congratulations, you're uh, daytime Emmy nominated. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes for correct. Tilly. That is, that is brand new. That is, yeah, it's just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So how does that feel? I mean, it, it, I would imagine I, it's got to be just an overwhelming sense of, of, of I don't know. Gratitude. Um, gratitude. Yeah. And, and like I made yeah. it. Like to even just get nominated for when you know you put in the work like that. What a feeling, man. Oh, my God. Well, that's the thing. And the gratitude thing is really the, the big thing because at every turn, this project, Big City Greens, has been an absolute delight so it just feels like, wait, what? Another another wonderful thing. Like the the people on the show are so wonderful. The scripts are so great. I love the the style of the animation. I mean, Tilly is just a, a dream character. They made they created such a little weirdo that I then get to come in every week and and voice, and then to get. Um, even even the fact that the the creators in the studio would believe in me and my performance enough to put me my my work forth for consideration of the Emmy is like I'm hugely grateful for and then to get the nomination it's like yeah it's it's so special and it just feels like wow this thing I've poured my heart into has affected other people too well and I you know first of all well deserved and and I say that because you say and you use the terminology right there poured your heart into you can just tell during this interview that you have a passion for what you do yeah the way you talk Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. and just the pure joy you can hear in your voice when you're describing what you do and I think that makes all the difference in the world when you truly have a passion for what you're doing and love what you're doing I think it translates to the audience in in whatever format you're doing it and and i just so yeah yeah, and i think well deserved congratulations and i mean honestly it it rubs off it's truly inspiring it really is oh thank you i i love this business it's really like especially being creative making people laugh whether that's in in front of the camera or in voiceover and then like in the last couple years i've started to write and have like that's really exciting too it's just um it is what what makes me come alive so um yeah, it's it's nice when the thing that makes you come alive is also recognized as being of value and good um, <laughs> by others is um is is just really really neat. Absolutely, um, and I'm glad you brought up such a delightful surprise. Oh yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the writing because yeah, I wanted to get into that too. You actually uh created uh created and wrote and produced your own digital series as well, right? Based on your love for weddings, is that what did I read that right? Yeah, I have done. I've um created two uh web series. That was that was my first one, Pleasant Event. Um, yeah. So I have experience. I also sing. Uh, yep. Um, and and uh, I used to do quite a number of uh, weddings and interacted with all these crazy wedding planners. So um, a couple of years back, I reached out to another uh, a writer in my writer's group and I said, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to, would you like to make something? And she said, yeah, I would. And together we, we developed this show about a wedding planner who was big in the late 80s, early 90s, this big celebrity wedding planner. Um, she basically goes off the grid for 20 25 years due to a number of events and now she's back 
in the business, except she looks like Beverly Goldberg. She's got no style, no social graces. <laughs> That's so fantastic. So her return to the business is a little bit rocky, shall we say. So we shot nine episodes of that, um, ended up uh, developing it for television. And what's crazy is, especially for, for your listeners who you, you were saying might be starting out in this career and trying to find their way, is if you have an idea, one, just start working on it. Don't wait for anybody to give you permission. You don't need a fancy camera. You've got a phone in your in your hand, probably. <laughs> um, you can shoot it on that. And if it's an idea you really believe in, like dig into it and and really explore it. Because this this um, show started out as a scripted web series. Then we took it out and, and we put threw the characters out into the real world. And we have episodes that are also unscripted. We ended up getting it into development for television with a company that wanted to take it more in the unscripted direction. They unfortunately folded. So my writing partner and I, we got, we're back at the drawing board and we said, we're not ready to give up on this idea. So we wrote the whole half hour pilot. So for TV of this concept. And four years later, I kid you not, we um, are finalists in the HBO um, script competition at the Women in Comedy Festival in two weeks. There you go. But that, again, wow. this was four years ago yeah. after we started working on this project. So if, if people are feeling like, oh, I have this great idea and something's not happening with it, it's like keep chipping away at it. You mm-hmm. know, keep developing it, keep reimagining it because. Good ideas, they're sticky. The, they, they really, they stick around. And if you kind of develop them and give them the love that they, they want, things can happen with them. And the hard work. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I but, love, yeah. though, that, that, you, that you brought that up because one of the things that we run into with a lot of the fans that listen to the show and a lot of people that we talk to is they're completely oblivious to the turnaround process and how long it actually right. takes for a project mm. to see the light of day. So to, to hear somebody sure. say, hey, that was four years and exactly. a lot of hard work and you have to stick with it. it. It's good for people to hear that because I think a lot of people just think, hey, you get this idea, you write it, you shoot yeah. it, and boom, it's out. They never really know how long development hell is <laughs> oh yeah yeah it takes it takes forever um but you know what on the other the flip side of that um is the the other web series that i just finished uh season one on and that my my uh husband also writes me we write together um we created a project that we had complete control over that we could turn around quickly to kind of keep us going as these other projects have they yeah the life cycle it takes a long time for these things to come to maturation so we created this show called instagrammy comes out Every Tuesday morning, um, we did 22 um, episodes so far, and um, it's a one-minute Instagram series every single week that we would write and shoot and edit and put out there every week. Oh, that's fantastic. I love like, that. That, we don't have to wait for somebody. And exactly. And it kind of keeps us creatively, you know, stokes the fire of creativity while we wait for some of these other things to come to fruition. Absolutely. Goes back to what you said earlier in the interview about you're driving the car. Yeah, exactly. you know, So, yeah. you, you know, you got to, if you're able to put the content out there, do it. So, I yeah. want to bring up the husband, though, because you mentioned earlier in the interview, five foot two redhead, and we should mention, I got to chuckle out of it as soon as you said it, because your husband's like six eight, right? <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, that that alone must be pretty interesting. Right. I mean, five two and six eight. Well, I hope I hope that you and many people share the same opinion because he and I um, 
our production company is um, large and in charge, and large and in charge. She's large <laughs> and she's in charge. There you go. And um, and yeah, we have we have a whole multicam comedy that we have written about mismatched couples. That is the story of us and a couple of our other mismatched couple friends. Oh, I love so, that. So yeah, we we collaborate really well together, and we write all all, all comedy, but both um, live action and animation together. Yeah, I I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, seriously. because I have known many many a couple that that approached it with the height difference, and there are numerous things that you don't even think about that these poor couples have yeah. to go through. I mean, it, it's so oh, it's yeah. so good that somebody's approaching that and doing it in a comedic way. So that congratulations, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, we were. Um, this is like Instagrammy is the first kind of official large and in charge, uh, production that has gone mm-hmm. on as long as it has, um, 20, 22 weeks straight. And, um, yeah, we just took it to the Hollyweb festival. Um, and we have a couple other festivals coming up, um, this summer fall it's looking like too. So no, again, it's just like you have control over, you're, whether it's like what you're producing, mm-hmm. making sure that you're practicing your craft, you have control over like how much training you have, right? Because um, there's so many things you can't control that why wouldn't you be in charge of the things you can't? Right. Absolutely. That's great. That's perfect. Yeah, said. seriously, seriously. And like one of the things you can be in charge of is social media. So I got to ask, what do you think about social media in this day and age? Do you feel like you have to be on it as an actor or how do you feel about that? You know, this is a whole thing that was not in existence when I started in the business, which makes me sound like a dinosaur. Um, But I am, I guess. Um, No, 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 no. If you're a dinosaur, I don't even want to know what I am. So we're just going to keep that you're young (laughs) and lovely. (laughs) No, no, no. I think think it's helpful nowadays. Um, It's a way to get to connect with your fans, people who enjoy what you do, so why wouldn't you? Um, I don't feel like, I feel like it is a personal choice, though. Um, I don't think you have to be doing your Instagram stories and sharing pictures of your children if you have them, if that's not something you're comfortable with. I don't think there's a Mm -hmm. one-size-fits-all with it. I do think that it's that it's nice and oftentimes it is helpful. This is not the majority of roles. I still feel like the the most talented um, person wins the, the role in most cases. However, uh, it, they are asking from time to time what um, actors' social media reach is like. Yeah. So, Oof. yeah. Yeah, we, we've heard that from a few of our other guests coming on the show, and that's kind of disappointing, honestly, because we think, as well as you, like you, that it goes to the skill. It should be given to the person with the best skill, not the person with the sure. most followers. Yeah, it, I mean, it, you know, it, it it is what it is in this business, in, in this day and age, and it just depends on if people, how, how involved. I think it's pretty easy to put up just, like, some... Uh, still from like a show that you're working on right. um, and share like some professional stuff. You don't have to get into it. There are so many different ways to do social media. Mm-hmm. You don't have to share your personal life. Exactly. You don't have to answer every tweet. Um, but I think it's definitely nice to have some manner of a presence there. Um, and, and honestly, the fan, fans can be really, really wonderful. And 
encourage you, like Instagram me. Mm-hmm. I was really nervous about putting it out there at mm-hmm. first because I'm playing an octogenarian. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a little weird that I like to be, pretend to be 85 years old. <laughs> but, then the fans, but then I said, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to do it because it's what it's creatively exciting to me right now. And then we, we got so many wonderful fans at the end of our season were saying, I don't even know how I came across this show, but I'm so glad that I did. Thank you for putting it out there because it makes me smile every week. And so having that connection with people is, is pretty special. Absolutely. And you know, I'm sure there are really nasty people on the internet as well, but luckily um, I seem to have avoided them for the most part. Um, but social media, I, I suppose my, my, big position on it is it's an individual choice but nowadays it's certainly not going to hurt no yeah i completely agree honestly yeah agreed and I, I guess it kind of you still need to you still need to have talent you know to yeah exactly like, book a job it's kind of it's the gravy on the thing don't think that you can be an instagram star and then get whatever role right. you want. it just doesn't work that way <laughs> right absolutely that's good to hear and i like how you likened it to um you know, almost to it supplements if you don't have that live audience, like if you're on stage or in front of a live audience, because you do kind of get that immediate feedback from the people who leave mm-hmm. comments yeah. about whether they, so that's a great tool. I like, I like that analogy and how you, how you approach it that way. That's, that's good, good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely is a, um, it's a conversation. It's mm-hmm. not just you putting stuff out there and just saying like uh, waiting for fans to say, Oh, I like this. I like that. Like pay attention to that. Say, like, oh, cool. Okay. Like let's maybe dig into like this part of like mm-hmm. the Grammy storyline or, or what have you. It, yeah. It's, it's definitely a, a wonderful way to workshop your material, see what's, see what's landing. So, um, I certainly don't have a problem with it. Awesome. <laughs> so what do you have coming up? Where where can people see you, and, and what do you have coming up in the future? Oh, gosh. What's coming up next? Well, I guess, uh, yeah, we've got the, the daytime Emmys. We'll see what the outcome of that is. Although, truth be told, I'm just so gosh darn delighted to be there. Like, I'm happy. I had a, a friend the other day say, oh, oh, I, I love that. And I thought, <laughs> Wait, what? There's a whole other like level to this. Like, I'm, good. I'm happy <laughs> with this. I just think it's a, it'll be um, just an exciting, an exciting place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the creators as well of the show are coming to that. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, in fact, the day after the Emmys, I'll be at the Women in Comedy Festival, which is if anybody's in Boston, it's a live pitch actually. So um, we're going to be pitching um, pleasant events uh, that you just heard about the wedding planning show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's a live audience pitch in front of a um, industry panel and HBO executive. So five minutes to tell you all about the series and sell you on that. <laughs> Well, you then, you just did that very well earlier in the interview, yeah, so really I think did. you're going to nail that. Oh. I think you're going to do good. Well, thank you. Yeah, we need to. Re- we need, we're working on our pitch. We're we're getting getting that done. Uh, and then yeah, we're we're slowly hatching season two of Instagrammy. And then we're we are just we're about mm, a third of the way through season two of Big City Green. So we're recording that every single week. And um, I'm not. I don't know that we have a release date for season two, but we're definitely announced. We have we have a season two, and we are working on it. Awesome. Oh, fantastic! My sister loves it, so she'll be excited. How old is your sister? She's six. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Perfect. 
Oh, man. Oh, man. But what we like to do at the end of our guest segments is we like to have our guests leave us with a little piece of advice. Well, you did a little bit earlier about creating your own content, but what pitfalls would you say uh, try to avoid in the industry, and what would you say to necessarily reach out and try to do in the industry? Sure. Um, it's less of an industry sort of piece of advice. It's more of a, a way you approach your own creativity. Mm. And I think just do you. Don't try and whether it's like you're trying to figure out what the next trend, like what the, the scripts are that are selling this season or everybody likes blondes. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of blondes on TV or I have to fit in in this way or I have to do my auditions like, you know, try to be somebody else. Don't do that. It's never going to work. You, there's only one of you. Dig into sort of whatever, whatever your superpower is. Mm-hmm. Are you super quirky? Rock that. Are you like that? We like a, a, a weirder type. Like, what's weird about you? Explore that. Hopefully, you're brave enough to put it out there and share it with the world. And I think have the confidence to take the creative ideas that excite you, put them out there because if they're exciting to you, they likely will be to somebody else too. Yes, definitely. And at the end of the day, the stuff you put out, don't don't put it out there to please somebody else or fit into any manner of mold. Like that's just, it's never going to work. Do it because you love it. And I think that's when people start getting interested. Mm-hmm. It, when people, there's passion there and you're just honestly sharing who you are or a story that excites you. And I think that's attractive. For me, that's what I want to watch yeah. on TV or on the internet or wherever I happen to be watching content. Um, so yeah, I would just say, say that about your creativity is like, don't be afraid to own exactly who you are, your unique comedic point of view. Um, and just always, always keep learning because there are so many great people to keep, to learn from in this world, whether it's in a class, um, you know, a colleague you admire, um, you know, there's just endless opportunities for learning because you're never going to be done learning in a creative career. I love that. I yeah, that's brilliant advice. I, there's a t-shirt there. I liked that. Are you yeah, super seriously. quirky? Rock that. <laughs> I'm like, that's a t-shirt. Do it. Yes. Oh, yes. man. Because things like, as soon as you start trying to like be middle of the road, that's when you're sunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to do what what other people tell you to do? No. What, what feels right to you? I will say this, though. It's easy for me to say now. I feel like if you'd asked me this question five, six years ago, that answer wouldn't have even been on my radar. Like, it takes it takes time to develop that comfortability with who you are yeah. and who you are creatively and saying, to heck with it. I'm just putting it out there. There you go. I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that you can have better advice than that. You know, be yourself, move forward, and love what you do, and somebody's going to love it. Back. Exactly. That's, that's about as real as oh, it gets. Yeah. That's about as real yeah, as it cultivate gets. Cultivate your talent, follow your follow your passion, and it's um, it's amazing how you know success does follow passion and hard work. Absolutely, you can't just love you can't just love something. You got to put like muscle and you know <laughs> right. ten thousand hours into it. <laughs> exactly, and some kind of dream of saying like just love it and it'll come. No, yeah, no, no. Like you're <laughs> obsessively studying it and practicing it twenty four seven, and then yeah. I love that. Perfect. Something will come. You have been an absolute gem to talk Seriously. to. Seriously. You are just, you're, you oh, are. Likewise. So nice to talk to you. Yeah. You, you've been great. Like, like Logan said earlier, infectious, just yeah. that upbeat, positive attitude and mm-hmm. just the, the pure joy that you talk with is just infectious. We've been smiling the whole time. Yeah. It's just been a great interview. <laughs> well, 
I wish you all the best of luck when you when you move out to LA. Don't um, don't hesitate to reach out if I can help in any way. I will. Oh, we absolutely, and we would love to have you on open invite because I'm confident you're going to win the Emmy. So fingers crossed. Uh, and we would love to have you back on when that happens. And uh, open invite anytime you want to come back talk about anything. Anytime, more than you. welcome. Well, thank you so much, gentlemen. Oh, no, thank, thank you. you. You have a great rest of the week and uh, just best of luck in the future. And it's been a, a pleasure. Likewise. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Oh, man. She was absolutely phenomenal. Wow. Just so bubbly, so full of energy, full of life. That is someone who is rocking and rolling out there, grinding until they get what they want. And what I love over and over and over, work. Exactly. Work, work. You got to approach it as work and it's got to be 24-7 and it's got to be... Exactly, no matter what. Well, right there at the end, what I, I love. You can love it, but you got to put in the work too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a problem for a lot of people. They have passion. Exactly. They love it, but they don't work. Exactly, man. The they work. treat it as a hobby. It's ridiculous. Nope. nope, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. But if you guys want to follow her, Miss Harrington, make sure to follow her at Red Harrington on Twitter and Instagram. That's where she is is and thank you guys again for coming and getting crazy with us on this interview segment she was an absolute blast make sure to go check out disney's big city greens on disney channel and make sure to visit our website crazyantmedia.com where we have merchandise on there now we have t-shirts we are looking into some more stuff some hats some mugs some awesome crazy stuff some crazy stuff always getting crazy yeah man you already know you already know and you can like and subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts, google play music anchor spotify anywhere you listen to your podcast it's fantastic it's fantastic and make sure to follow us on all social media platforms facebook twitter and twitter instagram youtube all those good places at crazy ant media and remember stay crazy my friend oh yeah